0: Boys and girls, we're here. If you know who's about to come out stage, I know you're excited. He's one of the hottest speakers on the planet right now, just like what we do here. This man builds businesses fresh out of college, took his family wine business from $3 million to $60 million in less than four or five years. Uh, along the way, he's become an incredibly successful venture capitalist and angel investor, invested in a couple of small companies you may have heard of called Facebook and Twitter and Uber. He's got a brand new book coming out very soon. It's called Ask Gary V because he is Gary V. Ladies and gentlemen, please be on your feet and welcome to the stage the last speaker for Icon 2016. Give it up for Gary
1: Vaynerchuk, Gary V, Gary V. <laughs>
0: Thank, we you, you. A thank day. you so much. So, thank you. How's everybody? Yeah. Awesome. A uh, couple things. Uh, first, I was asked very politely not to curse, so there will be no cursing. <laughs> it's just the truth. Uh, second of all, because I want to figure out where I want to take this talk based on the uh, crowd, uh, how many people in this room? don't know who I am and don't have a good feel for my spiel. Please raise your hand. Alright, that hurts. Uh, uh, makes sense. Alright, so I'm going to go very quickly since it's not that big of a percentage. Then I'm going to go into my spiel and then I honestly want to go into Q&A as quickly as possible because I think 70% of you have heard a lot of this, the 30% of you are going to enjoy it, but I think if we can go into the context and the details, it'll be far greater. So. Actually, I'm gonna go with a very short version of it because there wasn't that many hands. Um, I was born in the Soviet Union, so I grew up an immigrant. What that means is, uh, how many people here were not born in America? Raise your hand. Nice, wow. Let's clap it up for the immigrants in the house. I like that. Oh, actually, this is very international. You flew in, you don't live here. Got it, sorry, I screwed up. Okay, so, I grew up very poor, I lived in a studio apartment with eight family members, so I've got grit, right? Like I'm not scared to work. I think one of the biggest problems right now is we're living through one of the great generations of fake entrepreneurship because so many people were able to raise money and so you've got Fit, you just have people that are not supposed to be running businesses, running businesses, because there was so much capital for the last seven or eight years, and that's and that's interesting for me to watch. Though it's the, the stuff is starting to hit the fan, so that will play itself out. I was a hustler. I know stuff. I know. I I, I was a I was a hustler from the get. I uh, I was lemonade stand, baseball cards, all that stuff. Uh, so I was really a salesperson through and through um, when I was. 12, I was making two to $3,000 a weekend selling baseball cards in the malls of New Jersey. And I don't know about you guys, but when you have, when you have $30,000 in cash under your bed, and you're 14 years old, and you're not selling weed, you're doing a good job. So, that was me. Um, my dad dragged me into the liquor store that he now owned. He was making two bucks an hour. Uh, as a stock boy when he first came to America so you can imagine how much my parents are very much my heroes. Um, th- he owned a small store, really not much bigger than the stage i It was a 400 square foot store then he built it up, made it bigger. I was dragged into it, I hated it. It was not fun for me. I, uh, I bagged ice for 15 hours a day. I was in the basement. How many people here have seen the movie Goonies? Raise your hand. I literally like was sloth for like three years. I was basically chained to the basement of my dad's liquor store. Um, It sucked. Uh, Finally I was allowed upstairs and I realized that people collected wine and that was my connection to the world I came from with baseball cards and things of that nature and that started kind of my interest into my dad's business. Because I, at that point, I was a punk entrepreneur kid. I thought I could run the business better than my dad. But I wasn't interested in selling Coors Light and Absolute. But this wine thing was interesting and it felt like the marketing thing that I couldn't define at that point. Storytelling, bullcrapping, whatever you want to call it. Like, I couldn't figure out what I was but I knew I was something. And I, and I knew that it wasn't interesting to deploy that against Coors Light and Absolute. But the wine thing most people didn't understand. There was an opportunity to really market. So I. From 17 to 18 years old, 16 to 18 years old, I probably learned more about wine than most people should ever learn in their lives. I was a terrible student. I started getting F's in fourth grade. Uh, I I punted it very early in my life. I I would tell you that if I could wish anything for everybody in this conference right now, if I could actually wish you anything besides health, that would be number one. But if I could wish you anything besides health, I would wish you self-awareness. I truly believe that self-awareness I truly believe that self-awareness is a big deal and my self-awareness was extreme as a kid and I just knew who I was. And even though the market, don't forget, I was an immigrant, so the way out for immigrants in America for a lot of you that don't know is education. They push it hard. So all my friends, my parents' friends were pushing education. All the other Russian kids went to Yale and if they were like a loser, they went to NYU. I was like getting Fs, Uh, but my parents, supported my entrepreneurship, but more importantly than that, I was gifted because really, I'm really i trying to figure out how to teach it or elevate it because it's a big deal, but I was gifted with self-awareness by, by 12 or 13, even though all my friends' parents told me I was a loser because I was failing classes, even though my teachers said that, I knew. I knew because I was making a crap load of cash every weekend, <laughs> uh, but I also knew because I just could taste it. I knew who I was, so anyway, I got involved in my dad's liquor store. Uh, My plan was not to go to college. My mom, this is how much my mom didn't know about the education system in America. My mom came to me in February of my graduating year of high school. You know, you're graduating in 90 days and goes to me, so what are we doing about college? I'm like, I've been doing a lot of things, mom. I'm not going and then she punched me in the face and (laughs) Like a couple days later, this is not a joke, this is how I went to college. A couple days later, I got a postcard in the mail from Mount Ida College and I filled out my name and address and sent it in and that's how I went to college. So that fall I went to Mount Ida College in Newton, Mass. I was in my dorm room on a very faithful day playing Madden 95, dominating by the way. (laughs) My boy comes in and says, hey, you gotta come see this. I went into a dorm room, there's eight dudes, they're standing over a computer, I had a word processor for the papers I was supposed to do. So I, at this point, I'm 18 years old, I've spent maybe 30 minutes on the internet. Excuse me, I'm sorry, 30 minutes on a computer in my life. I'm old, so like that's how we did it, right? And so, I'm standing in front of the computer, I understand, at this point, the information superhighway is in the news. I hear for the first time, cuckoo, this is 1994, I'm like, is this the internet? The information superhighway, oh my God. I, eight dudes are standing over an AOL chat room for five hours. (laughs) I waited three hours for my turn. I get on the internet and within seven minutes, and I could barely use a computer, I still can't type. Like, in seven minutes, I'm on a random AOL message board where people are selling and trading baseball cards and within 30 minutes of ever being on the internet in 1994, I realized, holy crap, I don't need to open up 4,000 liquor stores. I'm gonna sell on this thing. And that's my relationship with the internet. And so, don't clap because I didn't accomplish anything yet, but here it comes. <laughs> I, Figured out. I start getting super interested. I like, you know, when I came back from, you know, we didn't have cell phones, and you didn't know your friends' phone numbers back then. Like when I came back from school that summer, I found a couple nerds from high school. I was like, "Yo, nerds, you know this crap, right?" They're like, "Yeah." I'm like, "All right." Like I went to their house. They got like a modem and their phone. They're weird as hell. It's in the basement. It's awkward, but I'm like, "This is it." And so, two years later, I launch the second e-commerce wine business in America called WineLibrary.com. And so. I it's, yeah, it's coming. And then, and then in 1998, actually this is a good story. This will actually, you know what? This is a good story for a lot of people in this room. You know, I've audited a lot of people in this room looking at people using the hashtags. I've spoke here three or four years ago. I've got a solid sense of what's going on in here. I'm really excited because this little story I'm about to tell, actually I've never said it this way. I know Joe, mama, I see you brother. You, a lot of people have heard this before. I'm actually gonna tie this in nicely. I would tell you the most interesting thing for me in this room today is the following. I believe that I'm standing in a room of non-marketers or brand people. Non. I think I'm sitting in the room of transactional salespeople. and by the way, I like that. I, just so everybody knows, I'm not saying that's bad or good, but I feel that the far majority of this room are transactioners. One of the biggest reasons that there is a stunning disrespect for social media in this room, is because the far amount of people here work on quant and transactions and data and short-term business metrics, not on brand and marketing and long-term business metrics. So, I'm gonna break that down. Thanks back there. One person was clapping, (laughs) he's pumped. Um, So, (laughs) this is what happened, and this is why I launched WineLibrary.com in 1996. Just remember, how many people here over the age of 38? Raise your hands. Love it. So, a good portion of you remember what I remember, which was, and by the way, some of you thought this, people thought the internet itself was a fad. Not Snapchat or Twitter, the whole damn thing. <laughs> so, I remember literally giving a talk in 1996 at the Chamber of Commerce of like, I launched a dot com And like people making fun of me, I literally was on a panel with a guy who sold yellow pages. And said that this kid, he said in a big crowd, a small crowd, but he goes, how many of you in this section, how many of you have ever bought or will buy anything from the internet? And nobody raised their hand. I'm 22 years old. And he goes, and this kid is gonna tell you that you're gonna buy wine on the internet. And everybody goes, ha, 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 ha. So I'm sitting there, this is the part where I really wish you let me curse, but. <laughs> so I go, so I go, so, so I go, and this is funny and this is interesting how the world played out. I said, I re- this is actually my trip and I didn't realize how the world was really gonna play out. I said, you know, I really wish this was being recorded, is what I said. I said, because you're gonna be on the wrong side of history. The biggest problem and slash the biggest opportunity to make and lose money is most people sitting in this room, just a straight fact, are projecting all their decision making completely predicated on how the world is right this second without projecting or deploying emerging consumer behaviors. I, for fact, stand here today knowing that 20 years from today, which depending on how you think about it, is a long time or a short time, feels short to me because I'll see it, I won't be dead. 20 years from today, everybody in this room will be living in a virtual reality world. And I mean, the people in this room will be sitting at home, or whatever the hell we're living in because we're now in a VR world, probably all in San Diego because it's super nice there, right, <laughs> and, uh, and you will literally put on contact lenses or whatever, it's not gonna be this bullcrap Oculus, it's gonna be contact lenses and who knows what can happen t- and maybe, you know, maybe LASIK right into your eyeballs, right? And you will sit there and your brain will believe what you're seeing is real as if what's happening right now, 98%, 98.6% by the best scientists right now, you will believe it. So let, let's, let's take a step back. In 20 years, You will sit in a room and you will believe everything that you're seeing, even though it's not actually happening because we've all now lived life, and you will 98.6% believe it. There will be a point in human beings time where what we're doing right now is gonna be debated as real life compared to what's going on there. If you don't believe that, then you haven't been paying attention to how humans are walking around the world looking at their phone all the time regardless of situation, and though it was a social awkward thing that we pushed against, now the oldest of us are more than happy to do it at all times in public. My friends, the internet is the biggest shift in our lives ever, more than the printing press and caves ever. VR is coming and it will be the next platform. I will probably buy the New York Jets by my investments in VR, but it's gonna take 20 years. Right? It's gonna take 20 years. Right now a lot of people are investing in it and they're gonna lose money. Just like all the people that tried to invest in the internet in 91, 92, they thought it would be done by 1995, 1997. I made those same mistakes. When I launched WineLibrary.com in 1996, I said, by the year 2000, 50% of my business is gonna be online. You know, it's still 33%. And we were ahead of it and really bet on it. you know, And by the way, just to put things into context, e-commerce, things we buy and ship, still only represent 15 to 17% of all commerce in America. All that prime still just adds up to that. So, things happen faster and sooner, but what I want to talk about is why I launched WineLibrary.com. I launched it in 1996, in the first two years, that business did about $1,000 in sales in two years. I was still in school. Nobody even knew what his computer was back at the liquor store. So it did $1,000. We paid $15,000 to build it. I don't know how many of you have a Soviet father. <laughs> but Sasha Baynerchuk wasn't happy with that ROI. <laughs> it's the same way so many people in here when they talk about Snapchat or other things of that nature wanna know what the ROI is today. WineLibrary.com from 1998 to 2003 in a five-year window helped me grow my dad's business. And let's break this down. This was a $3 million a year business that was making 10% gross profit. So it was making $300,000 in profit before expenses. Now luckily, Sasha didn't pay anybody anything so he got to take home you know, $150K or what have you. And he was investing in owning the property and that was his, he made it, right? Came into this country with two bucks so he made it. I grew that business, no cash infusion, no raising money, no M&A, no partnership, with no money, I grew that business from a three to a $65 million business in five years. I did that, I did that on what I want to talk to you about today. I guess I put it up in my slide now. I, I suck crap at 99.9% of things in my life. I'm, I'm crap, I'm, I'm bad, I don't know much. Really, I'm pretty like, I'm stunningly undereducated, right? You know what it is, I do have huge EQ. My emotional intelligence is through the roof, that's why I'm gonna be a billionaire because EQ is more important than IQ, so that's good. But, but this is the only thing I do. What I've, now that I'm 40, I've finally figured out what do I do for a living, that's what I do. I day trade attention. That's what I do, so my career was I thought e-commerce was gonna be big in 1996. The market didn't. I bought e-commerce, in essence, follow me here. I bought, I paid a lot for the site. Don't go tactical, go higher level with me. I bought into e-commerce, which meant all my behavior. I didn't try to, buy, raise, I didn't try to make more money and buy a second liquor store. I tried to make a lot of money and build a website. I bought e-commerce in 96, 97, 98, 99 when the market didn't believe in it. Then I started and I bought into email marketing. How many people here have done email marketing in their careers? Raise your hand. Great. I did, I, in 1996, seven, in, in mid-1997, I had a 200,000 person email newsletter for a wine store that had 91.3% open rates. Yeah, and by the way, I'm not fancy. Like, thanks for your wows or whatever. Here's why. I day trade attention. Nobody else was doing email marketing. So people, you know, one more time, how many people here are 38 and older? Right, good, we're old in here, so stick with me. You guys remember this, remember all old dudes and chicks? Remember what you did with email the first couple years we had it? We read, youngsters, there's a lot of you too. Youngsters, we read every single email and every word of every email for four years. Because more than I know that the sun will come up tomorrow, I know that marketers ruin everything. (laughs) It's what we do. And it's because we day trade attention. I started email marketing. That helped me, as you can imagine, quite a bit. How many people here have bought Google AdWords in their career? Believe in that, good. The day it launched, I bought the word wine for five cents a click because the minimum wasn't 10 cents yet and I owned it for nine and a half months before anybody bid me up. Because I was day trading this thing called Google AdWords while everybody was talking about what's the ROI. Let me, that's not true. For the first two years, nobody knew what it was. They didn't even know it existed. They were still on Yahoo and askjeeves.com. <laughs> so AskJeeves.com. And then, while people debated does this work, what is this, I was just doing it. As a matter of fact, I would tell you the fundamental biggest mistake of my career was not spending all my money on Google AdWords. The reason Wine Library, you'll like this, Wine Library right now for the first time in its existence under my watch, is spending every dollar on just one marketing behavior. Only Facebook ads. No Google AdWords. Shifting it. Only Facebook. Because what I learned from Google in 2002 and 2003 is changing my behavior which was when something is grossly underpriced by the market because people aren't practitioners. Do you know how many people in this room have strong public opinions on Facebook ads? Have talked crap these last three days about Facebook ads and have never run Facebook ads? Because that's what we have a room full of. Headline readers, non-practitioners, or practitioners in one craft that has made them money so they love it so much like it's their first girlfriend. right? You get romantic about how you made your money. You were good at email marketing, so now you want it to be good forever. You were good at Google AdWords, so you want to be good forever. You were good at affiliate marketing, so you want it to be good forever. But that's not how markets work. Right, so your affiliate marketing and Google AdWords and email marketing disrupted other things. There were older dudes than you that loved direct mail and magazine copywriting and horse crap like that. And then you came along in your younger years and said this Google thing's good. And now you're not happy, but you refuse to look at data like, oh I don't know, Google themselves putting out data that Google AdWords are down 19% in clicking. Because we've gotten used to it. Sally Arkansas doesn't go to Google anymore and click every ad every time. Got it? And by the way, I'll come back five years from now, icon 2021, and be asked not to curse, and (laughs) and I'll come here and say, you guys are still spending money on Facebook, you idiots. The market has shifted because I day trade attention. I have no romance for any marketing or business behavior and never will to the day I die, period. And that's a very important statement that so few in this room actually deeply believe. And if you did, then you would never disrespect anything new that has 150 million active monthly users like Snapchat because it doesn't have a clickout function so you can figure out what the conversion rate is. <laughs> we are living in two very separate worlds. The reason I I'm going to make billions, and I've made hundreds of millions, and the reason many in here will make millions is because there's a difference between sales and transactions and brand and marketing. Got it? And here, you're welcome. And here, and here's why I'm here. Not to say, oh, I'm so cool and I make more than you, because plenty of you will make more than me. It's not that. It's that if you just gave an ounce of respect that brand matters, you know, If you just looked at what you were wearing right now and realized that's why you bought it, (laughs) if you just gave it a little respect and you just got yourself a little bit out of being just pure math arbitrators, if you just did that, if you just realized it was in your best financial interest to take 20% of your monies and behaviors and learn new things, and learn them, you would make so much more success out of your businesses. So much more. Instead of doing the easy route that has happened time and time again, you're going to poo-poo the new thing. There's so much value in figuring out what's happening on musically and after school and anchor and peach. Do I spend all my time in that? No, two, three percent. But the behaviors that I learned on social cam, which crashed and burned in four minutes, were are the foundation of what I learned to make Vine videos and Instagram 15 second videos which have deployed and created enormous amounts of money for me. You're learning a skill. Do you think the world's gonna just stand still and never evolve? And so we're making a lot of mistakes in this collective room because we're stuck in a math game. The same stuff that puts Zynga and Living Social in a really bad place. So it's fine if you're playing at a micro micro level and that's cute and that's cool and do you, and everybody's got different wants and needs in life, but please, please understand that the market doesn't care about you. When I saw Uber before I invested in it, I called my dad. When my dad came to America, he went to New Jersey. But some of you may know, if you lived in the LA area, all, a lot of Russians moved to LA and they went into the cab business. They were, you know, These are men, these are my dad's friends, by the way. These are men that came to America with no money and started being cab drivers, making two bucks an hour, right? They built up. You know, immigrants are really good at one thing, not spending money on dumb crap, right? So they save their money forever and they buy a medallion and a car and they, they build. So I see this thing and I'm like, man, this Uber thing's gotta, and, and not at first, I didn't see it at first. I that's a little bit later, but then when it, it, was, it happened fast. Like San Francisco first market, the numbers were like 10x what they projected like week after. I mean, it just happened fast, right? We all know what Uber is. So <clears throat> I call my dad, I said, Dad, I gotta call your friend Modik, and, and Nikolai and Vladimir and all those cliche Russian names. <laughs> and I said, I gotta call your homies. And so I did, he gave me the number and I called them. Now these are men that I love. These are like pseudo uncles, these are my dad's best friends. These are men that came to this country, worked their face off for 30 years. They're finally in their late 50s and 60s and they finally have you know a fleet of cars Right, they're getting residual. They're finally got their boats, and you know, I have my dad's DNA. My dad's a workaholic. He's gonna work, but a lot of these guys are starting to chill a little bit after 30 years. They can enjoy themselves. And I call them, and I go, "Look, this thing, Uber," and I explain it to them. Like, you know, you take your phone, and the, I mean, they, you know, right? I'm like, "The phone, they'll come," and they're like, "Boy chick, boy chick, boy chick." <laughs> That's very cute, right? But da, 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 da. I said, "Okay, cool." 36 months later. These men's businesses are literally, 36 months after 30 years of working every day, 36 months later, these guys' businesses are worth between a nickel to a dime on the dollar that it was 36 months ago. Guys, innovation doesn't give a crap about you or me. You're just in the way. And what most of you do is you want to hold ground as it comes directly in your face. My friends, can we all agree this is an important device in life? Can we agree? Can you go louder with me, agree with me on this? Yes! Do you know that 53% of every person's attention, the collective, on this device is spent on social networks? 53%, you have games, movies, calendars, runner apps, 53% of our collective, and not teenage girls in Manhattan, 53% of the collective is spending time on social media. Oh, I'm sorry, social media. AKA the slang term for the current state of the internet. So, I can stand here and tell you of 50, not four, not one, 50 businesses that I'm associated with that are converting sales, leads, transactions, money better on Facebook than on Google or banner retargeting right now. Like can? Flat out, best in class e-com guys. Do, how many people here are familiar with the app Wish? Raise your hand, raise it, I wanna see how many people, raise it high, I wanna see. So good, Wish, the fastest growing e-commerce product in the world, huge in every country in the world. It is founded by 13 members but three core founders that were all on Google's AdWords team. Every dollar they have spent to build the biggest shopping app in the world has been on Facebook. My personal trainer, Mike, has made more transactions to his $400 a month online course through Snapchat content in the last 90 days than he has on Facebook ads, Twitter, Google AdWords, affiliate, and Instagram combined in 18 months. This is not headline reading, this is not hyperbole, this is not curiosity, this is not the future, this is happening right now. Here's the fundamental difference. Mike's a better practitioner in Snapchat content than he was in the other stuff. There is a land grab going on right now on Snapchat because people don't know who to follow, there is no functionality, so he gets an awareness. Very, and we've watched this very carefully, so much of it is not even coming from me, I'm on purpose not giving him as much shout-outs as possible because I want to see it naturally happen. I just want everybody in this room to understand, I'm not predicting here, I'm telling you the past. The past will tell you the future. It's always the same game. It's happening right in front of your eyes. You're going out every night. When you go out every night, every night, and you go to the restaurant or a bar, when people are opening up their phone and going to Instagram or Snapchat, they're not searching on Google. They're not going on a random site that has an affiliate link. They're not getting pumped to go on their phone and click a banner ad. How many people in this room have never on purpose, because those X's are small, how many people in this room have never on purpose clicked the banner ad on their mobile device? Raise your hand, everybody. <laughs> I mean, you're living one way, you're living one way as a human being and you're marketing a separate way. And in that arbitrage comes going out of business. It may not happen today, it may not happen tomorrow, but it is full on happening. And it's happening because of a couple different things. Early consumer behavior. I can't believe what I'm about to tell you. I now no longer travel with a laptop. For the last three weeks, no, a little bit more. Last, for this, actually, this year, every trip I've taken, I've only taken with my phone. I now do everything I do on my phone. It, that's insane. Like to me, even to me, you know, even to me that only preaches this. Like, I can't believe that. Like, when you think about your conversion rates and your funnel and your optimization on your dot-com desktop versus mobile, go look at those numbers when you get home. See how that math works out for you. My friends, I implore you, whether you agree with this hyperbole or not. Take five hours, it's not a lot of time, and please understand that shifts are happening very quickly and it is super cliche why people lose because they don't adapt to current market behaviors, not because they're not smart, but because you started making a couple of bucks and you don't want it to go away. Guys, the quickest way to go out of business is to be romantic about how you make your money. It's a big deal. You know, you can have rah-rah, you can have balloons, or whatever the hell you guys were throwing up here. Rock music, give awards, paper checks. That's all fine and dandy. You know what's way more interesting? The market. The market is doing its thing, and it's happening fast. And you can get very confused very quickly. Because normally when you're playing arbitrage, because that's what so many of you are playing. Normally when you play arbitrage, here's what it looks like. And what I mean by arbitrage, just to make sure I'm giving clarity, is you're playing conversion base, right? You're buying ads for this, you're converting that, it's just math. You're buying these leads for that, whatever it is, whether it's affiliate or Google or Facebook, it doesn't matter, it's just quant, right? It's just math, right? Here's how those businesses look for all time, not today. And so, I I come here with empathy and and try to get people to understand that you have to pay attention to where consumers' attention's going. Where technology is going is more scary for a lot of people in here that are not in the branding and marketing business and are in the conversion business. And again, conversion business. You know, you're buying ads that lead to whatever you're selling. Supplements, masterminds, ebooks, whatever the hell you're doing, it's all that. And let me tell you why. Because starting with this, remember that, TiVo? When that happened, everything changed. Watch this, this is for my own personal gratification. How many people in this room, when now watching television, watch it on their time? Meaning, outside of live sports, TiVo, DVR, Netflix, when a show airs, you don't watch it, you watch it when you have time. Raise your hand, everybody. How many of you, when given the option, fast forward every single commercial, everybody? My clients at VaynerMedia, Unilever, Pepsi, Turner, Toyota, all the biggest brands in the world spend $80 billion making commercials and then distributing them and not a soul in America is watching them. And even if they get lucky enough that you see it, because you're in bed and, uh, and your remote control falls off your bed. <laughs> Even if that happens, every person in this room grabs their phone and checks their work, makes an, checks their Instagram, sends a tweet, and then they sell you on this bull crap that, but sports is still the last holy grail, right? Meanwhile, the highest engagement on Twitter spikes always are during commercial time of big sporting events because everybody wants a tweet about Steph Curry's half-court shot, right? So while that mountain goes up this hill or that cute girl tries to sell you a soda, you're paying attention to this, not that. That same thesis of technology that created fast-forwarding because the only thing you guys really care about is health, comma, money, comma, your family, comma, not in order, or depends on how you roll, and finally, the one that most people don't understand, the fourth one, and it's the big one, and it's the fastest growing one in value, time. You care about time, and you don't realize it, but you're doing a lot of things where you, if you broke down your life the way I break down your life, and you realize how much money you're giving up for time, you would go crazy. You would not believe some of the stuff you're doing because you value time so much that you're overpaying. I mean, it's crazy. I started doing something that really bothered me. I'm an immigrant that came from nothing. Like four or five years ago, I started leaving all the change that I got back on the counter. And I was like, oh God, if my dad saw this, he would rip my face off, right? (laughs) You know, all of it. 94 cents, one cent. And somewhere around two years ago, I was like, oh my God, time. Like, I'm something that some of you, how many people have watched Daily V? Raise your hand. Appreciate it. You guys saw a couple episodes ago, I don't tie my shoes. Ever. Time. I'll tie them if like I finally settle down, and I'm, but I would never be walking and stop and tie them. Time. And time is why we fast forward commercials. And time is why technology is gonna be built like ad blockers like what's going on now where everything on a mobile device that is either an affiliate or an ad or a click to something you don't want, outbrain, tabula, that world, will not be in front of you? Because Apple doesn't need that money. Got it? Please understand, the reason so many of you like me because I'll answer your questions anytime. I'm not trying to have a gated wall or a mastermind. Yes, every three years I sell a book for $19, kill me. But for the most part, for the most part, it all is giving away, yeah, I'm a good guy. Mom and dad had sex at the right moment and gave me nice guy DNA. But there's another reason I do it. It's because I'm building a brand. I'm building a brand. I'm not trying to transact you at every corner, like every other, do you know how many people right now are running ads for Snapchat crash courses for 300 bucks who are completely just ripping off my free content and packaging it up and then are fans of me and saying this is great and then doing this bull crap? So, my friends, my friends, it's fine and I will never stand here and begrudge how anybody makes their money, you do you. But I stand here in front of you today, icon, caring about my brand forever. Caring about my legacy forever. Caring more about how I made my money than how much I made. And what the dirty little secret is of that little Mother Teresa rant is not only do I get to be a better human being than most people, I actually get to survive every shift in technology because I have a brand. Because I can go do the next platform. Because the day I decided to get serious about Snapchat, I already had 9,000 views on my snaps. Because I brought value, not transactions. And this, my friends, is a room full of transactors. And that's the truth and you know it. And it is what it is. I'm telling you, it's not because I'm mad or I want to stand on top of you and say that's it. I'm saying it because I want you to win. I'm saying it because what's great about capitalism and marketing and business is you can change tomorrow and it can change. But too many are crippled by the money they make. And what really pisses me off is I have some real friends that are transactors, making hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars, and I tell them, shift it, you'll be safer, shift it. And they're like, I can't afford, I mean, these are, you know, wine background helps. I get them, you know, I know which wines have a little more alcohol than others. And I'm like, you know, so when I get them in a real place after four glasses of wine, where they're, when, you know what pisses me off? I go to conferences like this with them, they sit with me on stage, they spew their bull crap because they want to make money on you, and then when I get them drunk, they're like, yeah, you're telling the truth. I, they can't be my friends. I can only call them my acquaintances or my contemporaries. They can't be my friends when they do that. Right? And when I talk to them, they're like, Gary, I can't afford it. And they get real with me. These are guys I've known for seven, 10 years. They get real with me. They're like, Gary, it's hard to go back. I came from nothing, now I've got this. And and I look at it and they have so much. You know, one of them right now, literally, he vacations like 40% of his life. He could vacation 20% of his life and deploy the other 20% against building an actual thing that has value to the end consumer long term. My friends, we are in a very awkward place in internet culture where everybody's absolutely, and it's just business culture, it's not even internet culture, where everybody's absolutely thinking way too short term. The scarier part is this mobile shift is happening very quickly. And you're gonna wake up in 36 to 48 months and all that desktop traffic is gonna be gone. And you're gonna have to adjust and people's attentions are going to be in different places and you're going to have to adjust and things are going to come up listen i don't listen i like dr better than branding too i like math i like knowing the math i love running facebook ads and running 80 bucks and getting a customer for wine library for a buck 20 and knowing that they're going to shop like i love it it's just only part of it it can't be your business right i don't like snapchat snapchat's hard Snapchat is hard, you have to create content. It's television, it's YouTube, it's way harder than writing copy or being good at planning the creative and the planning the segmentation and cohorts and math. Math is commoditized, brand is not. And that's just true, it's true. There was no math that got me to buy these Nikes. Nike's brand got me to buy these Nikes. Got it? And there's so many smart ways to do it. How many people here have done campaigns using Instagram influencers for their business? Raise your hand. Jesus. (laughs) I would tell you besides Facebook, the best math arbitrage in the world is Instagram influencers product placement and conversion. Yet, because you know why I asked it? Because I know that it's not pure math. Right? It's not pure, there's an ad platform and I can just do it. There's no algorithm, there's no exchange, there's no affiliate, there's no that because there's some other thing besides that where you gotta reach out to a person, negotiate something. And you gotta think about the creative and how the brand looks on the picture. Because there's something, 99.6% of this room is not involved. Even though mathematically, it's so easy to track because they run it, they they do a call to action with a code or they put a link in their profile and you can quantifiably, not qual, quant, not qual, quant, yet because there's just 10% of something that isn't horse crap, man, I'm really fighting here. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's only 10% of something that's not algorithmically, (laughs) sit in your shorts, not talk to another human, run all math, this entire room has stayed away from it. While in March 2013, it's the second best quant conversion on the internet. Shreds and protein world have gone from zero to 50 and 80 million dollars in sales in 24 months, product placing their crap on pretty girls on Instagram. Where are you guys? I'll tell you where you are. You're in the cliche place that makes the next five years not look so good. That's where you are. So, I come here to be Debbie Downer for a few minutes. <laughs> only out of love, only out of hope that three to nine people in here listen to me hardcore and do so And I'm, by the way, I mean it. I've, I've done this a long time. I've seen a lot of faces I've known for a long time. I've done this a long time. I know that I can come in here and do my thing and everybody feels it and bunch of people, I mean, I'm watching your faces, that's why I'm glad the lights are on. I'm seeing what's going on. People are commenting about people that are doing the Snapchat thing and who's doing the insulin, like I'm watching and people get inspired and people get somewhat curious. They may go home and go down the rabbit hole. They're thinking about other people in here that they know that we're kind of selling this and they're like, oh, wait a minute, maybe I should go talk to Rick one more time. I know what's going on. And then this is what happens. Next Thursday happens. And next Thursday, your quant game didn't look so good. You made a little bit less than you thought you were supposed to. One of your goddamn affiliates dropped out. And your monies don't look so good and you go on the defense and go back to tried and true instead of the offense. And you look that wave of innovation in the face and it's over there. And you look at it with complete and utter disrespect as it comes marching directly for your mouth. And so, I'm looking for three to nine people. The three to nine people that I get every four or five years that say, Gary, I saw you at South by Southwest 2011, I was one of those copywriter jerk offs, conversion, this, that, the other thing. I was making 800,000 a year selling pills from China that I white labeled, I had no idea what was in it. I bet you I killed (laughs) thousands of people. Um, And then you spoke to me, you spoke to me that day and you changed my life. I was selling $480 e-books that all it was was crap I got for free around the internet and you spoke to me and you changed me. That's who I'm looking for today. Three to nine of you that are willing to be patient to be proud about when your kids look your name up on the internet in 30 years and realize you did it the right way instead of the wrong way. And you know what the best part is for me? And I want to go into Q&A now. So listen, I've clearly set the tone for a direction of a talk. I don't, they've got runners. Please go practical with me, right? Let's go into Q&A and like, please go practical like this transactional thing. I'll answer any social one-on-one or this. Uh, I highly recommend you don't leave at all. That's a humongous mistake. You're leaving a lot of money on the table, but do your thing. Um, uh, but I will say this, I will say this. The best part for me about this whole talk is I'm gonna be historically correct about what I just said. This will get replayed and regurgitated and I'm gonna feel really good It feels fun for me when I got made fun of that Facebook would never age up in 2007, right? When I said the grandma thing's gonna happen. I said, kids are gonna get older, they're gonna have kids, they're gonna put pictures on there and the grandma's gonna wanna see the pictures and they're gonna start using it. It's fun for me to stand here and tell you you will all be on Snapchat in 36 months and you're like, no way, man. Cool, see you in 36 months. Rick. And so, (laughs) and so, that's fun for me and so, I don't want this talk to just be fun for me. I want it to bring value for some of you, so, listen, it's not easy to go back, it's not easy to invest. You know what's really pisses me off, mainly on the collective, is people just don't want to put in the work. Like, you can keep all the vulnerable or bullcrap money that you're making right now in parallel to learning this thing that I'm telling you by just working four more hours a day instead of, you know, I don't know, maybe you shouldn't rent expensive cars for the day so you can take an Instagram photo and tell the world what kind of pimp entrepreneur you are. Jesus. Maybe that, right? Maybe that would be a good goddamn idea. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
2: All right. Thank you. Dov-
0: I do- I. Thank, you. Thank you. All right, we got a lot of time. We got a lot of time for Q and A, and then I also pushed back a bunch of calls, so I think I'm going to do a little bit of a book signing afterwards too. I'm sure. certain so, so, some selfies would be cool. All right.
3: All right, Gary. Back Where you at? Here. Right here, right here.
0: All right, homie, what's your name? Howard Partridge. Howard, how are you? I am phenomenal, how are you? Super great.
3: All right, so you said that VR is the future. Don't humans long for flesh to flesh, true community? And if so, how will those two coexist, in your opinion, in the future?
0: I think humans do. I think that when your brain gets tricked, funny things happen. So I think, you know, when testosterone and other chemicals get lifted, it, you know, look, there, there's a bunch of dudes in here that know when their chemicals shift, they become different versions of themselves, right? So I will tell you that, yes, and we're not gonna all live in pods and not interact with each other, but I would tell you right now, and I'm talk, don't forget, I'm talking 20 years from now. I think we're seeing the early stages now, but I'm completely convinced we're gonna spend an enormous amount of time Maybe not in our homes. Like, I'm actually, you know, it's funny. I'm trying to think about like, should I invest in real estate and convert them into resorts that, like, I'm trying to figure it out because there's going to be some amazing businesses built on the back of this new world where you can have your, I mean, bro, Howard, what if we all literally felt we were here right now? What if this all felt real and we were just not here? I mean, I know, I get it, I get it, but I'm telling you, sit here in 1988, let me be somebody that told you about the internet in 2016 and they would never believe you. Do you know how fast things happen? Internet dating was weird and taboo seven years ago. Now it is weird and taboo to not internet date. Shit changes fast. You're welcome. Oh, we got it we got this Hey Gary. Hey brother. Uh
4: first of all, when I first heard your story, I thought you were twenty-two. Thanks. So, so glad you're 38.
0: <laughs> I'm 40, goddammit.
4: <laughs> I'm 44. I've been you look working on my leads. Thank you. You're welcome. Um What's I, your name? I, my name's Mitch, Mitch Jarvis. Awesome. Hey, thanks. Um <laughs> Thanks. You know my name. I don't know what I said. For. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I go, I go from business to business. I get my leads. They send me work. I have an auto glass company here in the valley. Um, I don't do anything on the internet. Okay, that's a mistake. Yeah, it's huge, right? Yeah. So I don't. The internet thing's in. got a chance. But I, and I know it's, I know it's coming. But I don't know how. Like I don't want to be. Uh, you ever watch The Office? And there's like Bob Vance from Vance Refrigeration. I don't refrigeration? Watch okay. TV. There's Bob Vance, Vance, Vance Refrigeration. Every time he introduces himself, he's Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. Okay. I don't want to be Mitch. I'm only Burton Auto Like I don't want to be that. I want to. But can you? Can you have your personal life on Facebook and your business life? On, can you have your personal Snapchat and your business Snapchat and your personal yep. Instagram? Is it authentic? Sure. Like can my business? I want to be like. <laughs> I don't know what the you know what I mean. I, did, yes, I, I that's think the, that's I the know answer. what you mean,
0: but I think it's I, so ludicrous that all I could give you is sure. <laughs> it
4: seems inauthentic to me because I'm authentic with my guys that I go and get my business with. Now I'm authentic with them, and we sit and we chat. and I Can know I ask you a famous. question, Mitch?
0: Yeah. Do you text other human beings? I do all the time. Are you a fake weird person when you text? No. Okay, good. So do that on the internet and in business. Yeah. Like it's a, it's you your mind you. You decided to put your brain in a situation that makes you believe that.
4: Yeah, it's hard to. Uh, it Everything's feels hard, Mitch. I know. Like I don't want to. Like I don't want to ruin my personal relationships. I have personal relationships. Oh well, Mitch,
0: don't... don't sell your best friend on your service. Mm. Mitch, do you go to your best friend's house every day and go, "Hey, bro, buy some glass"?
4: Yeah, I don't. I I almost do the opposite. I know what you're saying because I. I do shy away from my. Per- Everybody says, "Oh, go get your warm leads. Go get your family. Go get your friends first, right. and then you'll go out and get your thing." But what you're Mitch, saying is, those then? are
0: people that just sell advice and never built an actual goddamn business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, true. you built a business. I mean, everything I do online is how I did it twenty years in real life. Really? I never try to close on the first day. I wrote a book called Jab 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 Right Hook, which was Give Give Give, and then Ask, not Take. Ask. So. Just be a nice human there. As a matter of fact, if you really understood what I did with Wine Library TV, I educated people on it. Why don't you educate people on your genre, put out that content, whether they, you know how many people bought wine because of my videos, not for me? Let me give you the answer. Most. (laughs) Because I was looking to build a brand, not a transaction. So you can go and educate people on Do you feel like your competitors or other people in the marketplace are selling less quality stuff, bad advice and other things? Absolutely. Then teach America, Mitch. That feels good, right? That feels authentic. You don't feel like a scum bucket doing that, do you Mitch? No, No, okay. (laughs) So do that. Thank you. You don't all of a sudden go on the internet and turn into some like, jerk off. That's what I feel like, I'm gonna go on there and be like, hey, everybody love Glass." This, like, confu- this is what everybody's confused about with money and fame and notoriety. Like, I get credit now, like, oh Gary, you're so nice. I'm like, what? what? Like, like, money and fame or notoriety doesn't change you, it just exposes you. The internet's not gonna change you, Mitch, it's just gonna expose how awesome you are. Thank you. Where are we going? Right over here.
5: <laughs> <laughs> hey Gary, I'm Matt, I'm, a long, I'm Matt, a long
0: time. your crew is hyped. You yeah guys buddy. Feel... yeah. You guys feel like you're good people, you're gonna be the ones. <laughs> I've been watching your We're vibe brands, on this talk. Man.
5: We're the brands, man, we Okay. Um, so my name's Matt, I'm a long time lurker, but now I've seen every single Ask Gary V show, Daily Vee, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. Thank you, um, We run, uh, my wife So wait a and I... minute,
0: let's break this down for a second. Yeah, man. You mean you've, you've consumed all this content yeah. for free, I very often say on the show, please leave one comment. It's my oxygen. And you've decided to never, you didn't pay, and you never, ever wanted to leave one comment?
5: No, no, not at all. So when I started watching, <laughs> when, I, when I started watching you, I was 50 episodes in is when I Got heard it. about you. Got so it. I watched all 50 episodes. Thank and then I remember it being, it was like 57 or something. And you were like, You started it by going we got a lot of lurkers here you guys need to leave a comment and that was the first show I left a comment on good thank you and then from then on it was when the episode spoke to me I left a comment I shared it respect meritocracy
0: don't give it to me if I don't deserve
5: it yeah man (laughs) all right Um, okay so uh, my wife and I we run an online school for wedding photographers we are wedding photographers we're educators as is our whole crew here Um, So, my question is, we've built it to a spot that we're really comfortable with right now, but we can either keep it niched down and build it more with that audience, which is a money audience in the scheme of everybody, or we can use the framework we've built, the system we've built online, rebrand it, repackage it for another industry, who I can meet some of you guys out there who need education in other industries. What do I do? Do I go still with the niche or do I build bigger now that I've got a system?
0: That's a personal question. The answer is both can work. I think if you go into other genres, you need to make sure you spend an ungodly amount of time vetting who your partner is around their expertise because what people normally do in this moment is they're so excited about going wide that the first person, they like, they tr- back to like being romantic about it, they're like, ah, John's a good enough guy, and it seems like he knows enough about pastries. Good, he's our pastry guy, yeah. right? So I would tell you if you wanna feel good and you wanna do the right thing, that you spend an enormous amount of time on vetting people in, yeah. and then more importantly, and this is back to hiring and firing, people are always crippled by hiring. I'll hire anybody. You can even walk into my office with a Patriots jersey, and I'll still hire you. <laughs> yep? True, but, because it's not about hiring, it's about firing, yeah. right? So, after you made a gut call, Rick's the best hire guy you ever met, he's gonna be in the tire genre, then you watch. And if you don't like how Rick goes, and this is where everybody goes to the dark side, Rick becomes the best salesperson, you know, because Rick's getting a little black hat, right? Converting a little bit of this, and he's your biggest earner by percentage, because you're making a vig on Rick, because he's on your platform and that's when you, even though Rick's the number one person, if he's doing the wrong thing, you've got to cut him. Yep. And that's the part that nobody does.
5: Yeah. Nobody
0: awesome. that values currency over legacy. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's most.
5: Yeah. Which is exactly, I mean, I'm glad you said it because that's exactly why we chose the people that are sitting here to be our educators in our first academy because they're people that we've known for a long time. We course, know what to stand for. the easiest for. thing to vet. Yeah, and they're the best. Um, so how would I actually reach out to people in industries that I am not an expert in and find those people who should be the Educators in that it's called work. So what you'll do <laughs> I'm ready for that <laughs> yeah, I'm sure
0: you did it what you, I mean th- That's what's so great about today's world right yeah. you can literally type in into Google any subject matter see the first three pages results, click them lists go on Twitter, see how they roll you can watch them from afar you, you know since you've been watching as much of my content I'm sure you know I mean i feel very confident right now that you'll know how to sniff out certain things Just put in the work. What I would do if I were you was is to try to think about the marketplace that is either the hottest or the most profitable, like make a business decision on which sector you go into next. I also think a compliment to your core thing is smart. So, um, yeah. whether that's catering or filming or just, I don't know, there's, I would think about that too.
5: Yeah. Cool. So, when it's marketing and we give you a call and say, uh, we, we vetted you for quite a while. Yes. Um, my name is Matt Kennedy.
0: Yes. Yep. Done. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it, Matt. Who's next?
2: Straight in front of you, in the back.
0: Let's go too. Oh, do, oh, I get to pick. Oh, this is fun. Okay. Hello. Oh, hi. How are you? I'm good. Good. Can you put your mic to your mouth? Okay. Awesome. What's your name? Uh, Terry. Terry. I didn't. I've
4: never followed you. So huge mistake, I apologize. Terry. <laughs> <It's>
0: huge. <laughs> but, but I knew it. I, could, I knew that. Book. I knew that's what you were gonna say. I
4: subscribed to your channel.
0: Thank you so much.
4: (laughs) Okay, my question as you were talking is, I know that everything's mobile. Yes. So why are we developing websites?
0: Well, because mobile devices deliver us websites, darling.
4: No, but I mean on the big screen.
0: Well, we shouldn't. When we design our websites today, anybody in here who's, when they're designing the UI and the UX, as it's called, should be designing for a mobile device, not for a laptop.
4: Because I've seen lots of money spent on beautiful designs That's right. that show great on a web page.
0: That's right. Those are people that are not as good at business. It's <laughs> <laughs> is true. Thank you. You're welcome. Cool. Number three, let's do it. Hey, Gary. Uh, Matt Ricketts,
6: I've seen you at several live events this year. I was at Thrive. Uh, that was a pretty good one. I love that you customize the message for each audience.
0: Appreciate it, Very man. Very
6: different kind of vibe tonight than, than Thrive and Digital Marketer at their event, so.
0: It's mainly, I basically have a good speaking career because I really give a crap about you, right? It's literally you, right? Like there's people, there's how many people have seen me more than once this year? Right, so I'm scared of that. I'm scared of that, right? Because most of my friends and contemporaries have the same slides, it's the same talk, and so I have no interest in you looking at your phone while I'm on stage, so that's why I do it.
6: Yeah, so what I want to do is actually a tactical question though. That's, sure. Uh, Facebook, you talked about. Yes. Using it extensively in my business. Yes. It's unusual, we're in the house cleaning industry. House cleaning, okay. Not many people are marketing well. Yes. But are you using the, uh, the new lead ads from Facebook effectively or are you still taking them off site to capture leads? Are you doing it right in the- Both. In the,
0: both. I actually think the phone, phone call ads are really incredible. Okay. Because people on mobile devices and just press the phone number. And the phone is an amazing closer. I test everything, man. I'm day trading attention, so what I get, by the way, when somebody watch, hey, whoever's watching this, when you watch this in six months, whatever my answer is now may change. I'm changing my, this used to drive my poor dad crazy. My dad's a real, pff, word is bond, stick forever. So like, when I would change my decisions, he'd be like, but you said, I'm like, yeah, but I changed my mind. He'd be like, what the, he would be so pissed. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm using them all, depends on the, but remember, let's take a step back for everybody. Creative is the variable of success. The words and the pictures and the video will impact the success. So we could talk about the functionality, is it a click out to the website, is it within its lead gen, is it a phone number? But if the creative isn't good, so the reason I start with day trading attention is Facebook's attention is still underpriced even though it's more expensive than it was 24 months ago. Mainly because a room like this is still not spending enough on it. And corporate America, forget those losers, right? So, so you start there, but then there's a whole nother conversation. It's why I wrote Jab, 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 Right Hook because I was like, look, look, this is important. So I would tell you first, need to try 30 to 50, 100 different variables, different times, different cadences, different, before you say, you know, how many people here, you know how many people here poo-pooed Facebook ads after spending their first 1,000 or $10,000 on Facebook? Losing players, bro.
6: And then one last thing, do you still anticipate putting out that uh, evergreen product for small businesses or is that more of a
0: long-term plan? You mean the VaynerMedia side? Yeah, we yeah, talked I mean, a little I, bit about yeah, that. I, he's referring to, I'm. Fa- it's weird you said that, I was thinking about it most of the flight here today. I'm fascinated that my brand is much stronger in rooms like this than it is corporate America. I built VaynerMedia from zero to 100 million in four years in revenue in an industry that didn't even know who I was, or like me, or buy what I want, or has no, like this, so when I, when I think about where am I leaving a billion dollars potentially on the table, it's building a SaaS product around my core strength for businesses of this nature. So I, I think about it a lot. I just, uh, I just, I'm pretty intuitive and I do things when I feel like they're ready, but it's on my mind. Because I know I can win. I know that I can get $60,000 out of every person here and bring them back more. I just haven't put it all together yet because I won't launch it. Even at the height of my career right now, separated myself from the other social media people would be really easy for me to convert. I care so much about lifetime value and legacy that until the final little piece clicks in my head where I know even the worst practitioners in here will feel good about the investment they made on it, I'm just not there yet. Four.
2: Hi, Garrett, thanks. <laughs> I'm
0: super into this. four what's up bro
2: first of all thanks so much for all you do um what's your name uh, jared jared thanks man so i currently use facebook twitter a little bit of youtube and periscope from one of my businesses what kind of business i'm a physical therapy private practice owner and thank you and I, uh, I also... People love
0: to be hurt, woo! I also, uh,
2: I also teach, I have an online business teaching about private practice. Okay. And so, uh, my question is that I'm, I'm already feeling really stretched just to do those four platforms. Makes especially, sense. Especially in the way that you advise to have yes. content, you know, native yes. for each platform. Yep. So my question What do you do is, about it,
0: right? Deep or wide, right? Yeah, exactly, do I So here's my first question. How many hours a day are you working?
2: 10 or 12.
0: Are you pumped where you are financially? Like are you in a spot where you're good? You're happy? Like you're good?
2: I'm happy, but I want more.
0: Good, so work twelve to fourteen. Yeah. That's the answer, bro.
2: Can I ask one follow-up though, in sure. terms of do you feel like it's more important to put that extra time into the platforms I'm already on, or do you feel that Instagram and Snapchat are so important now and moving forward that I to add those in. It's a
0: good question. It's the right follow-up question, so good job. I would look at the conversion, I would look at your business. And if I felt like, there is a moment where if Twitter doesn't bring enough revenue in and it's disproportionate to the amount of time that you're spending on it, that you can jump off. I've jumped off Tumblr and Google Plus, right? They became a time. So, yeah, there is a time, but, I still want you to work more if you're not content. You know, content is content. You know, like, like either you want more or you don't. You know, like, it's a, it's a binary game. Like, and so, you have to give up other things and deploy more of this if you want more. Or maybe, and there's nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, I des- if this is not a joke, and a lot of people would not believe this. If there was a drug that I could take, and there probably is, but I'm scared of drugs. But If there was, yeah, maybe a shot, I'm scared of those two, but I I wouldn't mind to take some ambition out of my body. I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't mind to have a little more work-life balance, you know what I mean? Like, so, but extra time fixes all vulnerabilities. Cool, one. Gary. Yes. Thank you, man. You're welcome, bro.
3: Um, I got three questions for you. First one is, which wine pairs best with With fish? fish? That's first question. Uh, Spanish, uh,
0: Spanish white Riojas.
3: Okay, perfect. Good. I'll make a note of that. Said on Facebook last night. I was going to ask that question today. Uh, second way question. to come through, bro. Yeah. <laughs> second question is: uh, my partner and I are here from uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Love it. Uh, we're, we operate a real estate brokerage there. Uh, we're realtors, obviously. Um, I'm very interested in Snapchat. Been on the platform for about a year or so. Just really started digging into it within the last probably couple of months since you got on there and told everybody to go on to Snapchat. <laughs> I'm comfortable with video, I've been doing video since 2010, big inspiration for me getting onto YouTube, starting a, a video blog, that sort of thing. Yep. I'm curious, what kind of content should we be putting out there in terms of Snapchat, you are know, 15, you, 20 seconds? Are you seconds? only
0: selling or are you, are you in renting uh, spaces?
3: So we, we do property management, We do mortgage, we have a mortgage brokerage, we also have a real estate sales division.
0: So look, you gotta map the demo. Right now, right now, Snapchat in Canada is skewing very young. Okay. So one, you're investing. Right, Right. you're investing. You know, are you guys able to do transactions with the 20 to 35 year old demo a lot? Sure,
3: yeah, cool. probably pushing more towards the 35 year old demo. So you're sure. probably,
0: my intuition is you're 24 to 30 months away, which is a long time. Right. From like it getting really good.
3: Yeah, but uh, I, I love what you say about investing into the platform. But right? you have gotta be
0: practical with your investment. Sure. Right? And so, I would tell you, Tom, how, are you hardcore Facebook?
3: Hard you know, we run a lot of Facebook advertising. How's it um, going? Really well, actually, really well.
0: It probably can go better. Okay. So I would tell you, take 50% of what you were gonna do with Snapchat, yeah. and deploy that to be better at Facebook. Okay. But still do Snapchat.
3: We're also on Instagram as well. We just started diving into it about, uh, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. we've. So it you know, seems a- like you've
0: been around for a little while. You remember my favorite concept around real estate, right? Which is own the story around the town. Right. Quadruple down on that. Okay. Very, most of you guys, like you, 2010, crush it, blueprint, do this.
4: Right.
3: Yeah.
0: Most of you have not gone far enough at owning the review of every business and park and store in your area. And the three to five I can think of that have, have destroyed it. Right. So...
3: Okay, last question. Yeah. Can I get a, a snap? Yeah. Chat, selfie. Yes. With you? Yes. Cool.
0: Cool. Let's go to two. Oh my God, three's beard—it's amazing. I'm gonna am I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it. Thanks, brother. Now, now, how many people here on Snapchat? So please take a picture. I'm gonna do a contest with you guys. There's a filter. Did you see this? I made a custom geo-filter for this talk only. There it is. Awesome. How sick is that? Thank you really. Weird high fives are weird. (laughs) Hello. Hi, I'm Francis. How Um, are you? I'm fine. (laughs) Good. Um, How would you recommend using Periscope? Well, very carefully for most people because live video is really hard. And so I would tell you that as I've been auditing the live video space, it's been I would really quantify, you know, one guy's point of view, subjective clearly, but I think 95 to 97% of the content is disastrous. It's super hard. So first and foremost, I would say, do you feel like you can bring value to the other person on the other end instead of just checking the box that you're doing live video is the first religious thing that everybody has to decide? After that, I would replicate what's doing well in live video on television. So, I mean, I'm telling you right now, I think, this is random, if you like love like skateboarding or like basketball or like hockey or street hockey, I think somebody can actually build a fairly big business where they can make like 100,000 a year and a sponsor pretty fast if they're the live stream of like the games that are going on in their neighborhood. So, think about sports, think about QVC. I'm stunned. I would tell you my biggest regret is that I'm not still doing Wine Library TV because I would be crushing 24 hour QVC Wine Library TV right now. I'd be selling yeah. a crap load of wine. Um, so, replicate what did well on live and television variety shows, you know, sports, that, or te- uh, telemarketing, uh, uh, telethons, uh, and just information. But it, Too many people just want to be live and say they're doing it, and not realizing that almost all their content is just in their personal best vested interest. I mean, you go look at some of the people right now that are Periscope experts, they go on Periscope, and they're trying to sell you the Periscope class. Guys, can we just once and for all have a real discussion that we have to become dramatically more cynical of people that are selling people on themselves when they've never built a business in their lives outside of selling people? Just a little bit, just a little bit. So that's what I would do.
1: So how would you recommend
5: using Periscope in health and wellness?
0: Content, right? So if you can teach people, if you can create a scheduled class where it's always eight to nine in the morning where you're gonna teach them yoga or things of that nature and you set it up, something, if you start with bringing them value, you will win. Most people don't want to give anybody the real value because they want them to pay them for the real value, which by the way, with people like that, is 97% of the time crap to begin with. And so give your best advice away to the world in a structured, scheduled way. Build an audience. You'll make much more money with a yoga pants company buying advertising on you than charging everybody for the $29 ebook to how to be a yoga instructor on Periscope. Brand over transaction. Cool. Uh, One, no I'm sorry, three, the beard. Thanks Gary, I'm a huge fan. Actually I need you to sign my book. I uh, just watched (laughs) you present at Venture Madness. I'm sorry brother? I just watched you present at Venture Madness like an hour or two ago. Yes, we were there. Uh, um, Due to my beard, um, I'm one of the co-founders of the Dollar Beard Club. Don't
4: know if you heard of it. We spent a bunch of money on Facebook and Instagram. I heard a
0: statistic and I don't know if it's true, but they say over 65% of all mobile videos, they are watched without sound. Yes, that is true. That's why VaynerMedia has got a huge transcribing and kind of like, uh, what, what else do they call it? Captioning division brewing right now for all of our social videos. It's crazy. We, there's also a data point that I'm trying to confirm of how much people are watching like three, four, five, six, seven, eight minute videos all with you know captioning and transition, it's unbelievable. So the answer is yes, that is an emerging thing. Thank you. You're welcome. Come in here, I'll sign it real fast. This way you won't have to stand in a huge line. You had courage and ask a question. Two, and I'll go around, I'll just keep going. I feel like I'm out of bounds. How's it going, Gary? So well, it would blow your, Face off. <laughs> Good. So, just throwing it back to um, our
4: homie's uh, virtual reality question. Yes. Do you see virtual reality going towards more gaming or uh, reliving an experience or, or being able to live an experience with someone else, like a family member, while they're on a trip or something?
0: Oh, you get a pen? Uh, yes. <laughs> All of them. Perfect. Right? Entertainment. Porn's going to be first because they're always fast. Right? So porn will be huge. I'm super pumped. Um, I I mean, is that my timer or is that I said something weird? (laughs) I hope it's my timer. But porn, movies, video games like imagine Madden 2026 and you really feel like you're the quarterback. I mean, it's cool. So, but everything. There's companies already now that are filming people's lives so they can relive them, so you can literally relive holding your baby for the first time and feel it 98.6%. Like there's gonna be, guys, tourism's vulnerable. Like what if you really felt, like right now you put on your contacts and you feel like you're at the Eiffel Tower. Like you really felt it. So, the whole world will be disrupted. Just like the whole world was disrupted when the railroad came. Guys, history, history. Like Detroit and Pittsburgh and the ports when the innovation of, a, you know, boats, that was the innovation. Holy crap, there's this thing that can do this? And the ports became rich. And then railroads, oh crap, that's different. Like, and then suburbs, box stores and Walmart made their bank, right? And then the internet, Amazon. Like, Guys, the world will always do this and you will always sit here and be like, no, it's gonna be exactly like this for the rest of the time because I'm happy with the way it is. So right. yeah. I think all those things. And 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 to answer it more interestingly for you, without hyperbole, it will be the talented entrepreneurs that decide which genres they go into that will disrupt it. Taxi cabs didn't have to be the next thing that went, it was just that Garrett Camp and Travis Kalkinick decided it was, got it? So I don't know if it's gonna be entertainment or sports or reliving things, it's gonna be the best entrepreneurs producing for that platform first, you know, Jeff Bezos decided bookstores were in trouble. He could have decided wine stores were in trouble, you know? Yeah. Got it? Thanks. Yeah. Four. I know I'm off time, but I'm eating to my own book signing, so I'm going to go a little further.
5: Gary, my name's is I uh, appreciate you being here. I think my question is going to get me yelled at a little bit. I don't want you to think about Do I'm you not want
0: that? Attention. Are you into that, that weird crap?
5: I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> okay, good. Actually, um, I know what you're saying as far as high integrity marketing, principle centered, provide value, and I know you're kind of saying stop putting things in a box, uh, and I'm gonna
0: just and, and by the way, I'm saying if you're 100% in that, sure. you should start debating shifting some of it. I'm not saying, hey, give up your $150,000 a year arbitrage that's going into your pocket and you're sitting at home and it's great, and, like, and then just go become Mother Teresa and close that down, but I'm saying pay attention.
5: Absolutely. Just from a philosophical perspective, I love everything you're saying, from a practical application perspective, like if you were to write Gary's, you know, the the 10 things that you need to do on a day-to-day basis to market like Gary, because I hear the high level yes thought leadership and and building a brand, but what's the, I mean, walk me through the day-to-day. Is that annoying?
0: No, it's not annoying. at all. It's a great question. I mean, it, I'm in a different part of my career. Like, let's start, with, let's start with the fact that because I thought the social media was gonna be important, after running Wine Library from three to $50 million in revenue in a heartbeat, I started after eight years, 96 straight months of doubling revenue, 20% revenue growth minimum every month that I operated the business. The first month that I started doing Twitter, right, our business was flat. So I made a decision on whatever was going on in my life at the time that this future thing was so important that I was gonna spend 15 hours a day replying to every person on Twitter and built brand, right? So I can give you that practical because that happened. What I did was every day I lost money to invest in my future. And that's really what I'm saying here to everybody, right? And so, you know, if you're making money right now, you've gotta decide how you're gonna make your money. I didn't know how I was going to make my money when I decided to build some notoriety and attention. At first, I thought I was going to be selling more wine, right? Then I realized it was going to be investing in these things, which made me a lot, a lot of money. Then it was, holy crap, they want to pay me a million dollars to write a book. That's money. Then it was, wait, you want to pay me eighty thousand dollars to speak? That was money. Then it was. I'm gonna build a business again because everybody thinks I'm Gary Vee, and nobody remembered that I actually built a business and I don't want to be like all those other people so I'm gonna go back and start another business. So I decided to start a client service business because I realized brands were spending all their money on TV and banner retargeting and email and I knew this social media thing was gonna come. So that day-to-day was me and my brother and his four homies out of college like cold emailed the CMO of Campbell's and and just started hustling and got, you know, Gillette to pay us $80,000 to do an activation in Las Vegas with some Facebook stuff that we didn't understand, that they didn't understand. Uh, and then I started hiring people and, and getting more clients and, and putting out content to lead to more business. Like, I just, I built an agency, right? So, I, it's not about building your brand and then arbitraging it. It's about deciding what business you want to run and figuring it out. For example, I know that everybody in this room, listen to this, this is a good one. Most people in this room can make more money than they're making by buying things on eBay and relisting them on Amazon. (laughs) It's a crazy arbitrage right now. So what what I mean by that is that was a tactic, right? Like hey, you wanna make $100,000? Go find two categories do the math over 40 days, 100 days, learn, put in work, and pick any random category and buy it on eBay and resell it on Amazon.
5: Thanks, man. Yeah, man.
0: <laughs> One. And I think, you know what we did there which is, thanks brother, you got a pen? You're welcome. Who do I make it out to? Pick, you want to take a picture? Get up here, I'm cozy. Are you just gonna take a weird no, picture of me it. doing it? Yeah, it's so weird. And it's CYLE. Oh, CY. <laughs> awesome. God, wish you well, man. Thanks. Man. Good luck to you. I hope animals. so. hope so. Good to see you. One.
4: Hey, Gary. How you doing? Really well. Good. Um, I actually. What's your tweet, name? My name is Michael. Michael. Um, I actually tweeted about one of the things uh, doing an icon was to be to get you to sign my book or signed a copy of your book and you actually favorited it. So, now I have to do it. Let's so, do it. Right. Um, my quick question is, um, I see, I follow a lot when you're on Periscope. Okay. And I just want to, you to know, I'm kind of in the online seminar business. What do okay. you think of Blab? Do you I think- haven't
0: used it yet out of like an inside joke with myself. I'm not even kidding. So many people want me to do it with them that I'm literally just jerking myself off and not doing it. <laughs> That's literally the truth. Like I'm on a random kick of like, I think it's funny, and I don't want to do it. <laughs> but, meaning, but meaning, on the flip side, back to everything you've heard from me, I'm watching it every day. Like I'm watching Blab, and I'm watching Peach, and I'm watching everything. Every day, Blab isn't at a place where my little inside joke is more valuable for me to go, like the second I decide Blab's valuable enough, I'll get off my little joke.
4: Do you well? Quick follow-up. Do you think that will uh, kind of replace or actually compete with like the all the webinar software that is ha- like go to and
0: all that stuff? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I mean, look. I do think that online courses and and that stuff is a big business. There's a lot of players. Chase Jarvis has got his thing. Udemy, you know, Skillshare. There's a lot, a lot of players. Everybody wants to do it. They all want to do the same thing, which is they want to build a platform, sit in the middle, let you do your thing, let me do my thing, take a percentage of our action, way too much, and that's what they're doing. Thank you. You're welcome. I think that's a race to the bottom. I think the person that wins it. Charges people very, very, very little. Everybody goes there and they win because the platform shouldn't make as much of the vig for the providers of the content who have the audience. Are you going to come up here and get your book signed? Let's do it. All right, four, uh, four. See, I blabbed you. You wanted it so bad. I wanted you to wait a little bit. We're coming though. Hi. Oh, what is this? Two for one gig? I, I. Yes. Sure. T-E?
4: T-E-R-R-Y.
0: Mm-hmm. Terry? Yes.
1: He's a big fan of
0: you. Well, tell Terry I'm very happy. Yes. With you?
1: Yeah. Get in here.
0: <laughs> Sorry, guys. I can listen to the question.
7: Gary, Kerwin Ray from Australia, mate. How are you? Hey,
0: brother. How are you?
7: Good to see you again. Yeah,
0: good. thanks for having me in Vegas that time.
7: Mate, it was a pleasure. It um, has really changed the face of the way that we do business. Meaning? Uh, you.
0: mean, you're welcome. Meaning,
7: I'll give you some context. Over Christmas, I started to realize that we are socially illiterate when it comes to promoting across a range of different social channels. Yes. And so I came back from a little bit of a break with um, a vengeance. And when now I have a videographer that's following me basically four days a week, we're constantly filming content, preparing it to push it out across a whole range of channels. Uh, Snapchat specifically. And just to give you some... Gratitude for that. In the first 10 days of being on Snapchat, we actually netted about $11,000 in sales. Let me hear that
0: one more time.
7: In our first 10 days of being on Snapchat, we netted about $11,000 in sales.
0: Let me just help everybody understand what that is. That's called ROI, motherfuckers. (laughs) Seriously. Guys, guys, everything you do and the market looks for, that's called direct mail. It's been around forever, it's transactional. You send 40,000 of them to the mail, you collect 18,000 coupons or 800 coupons, you run the quant. There's another thing, it was called television. It's how the biggest businesses in the world were built. It wasn't quantifiable, it was just scale and brand. Digital came along and everybody decided that the better bet was direct mail because you could measure it and they wanted to punt television because you couldn't. Got it? Cool, keep going.
7: So that uh, 11 grand came from no direct promotion whatsoever, just from snacks. Oh weird, backs. when
0: you actually bring value, people are like, oh this feels better than the douchery that everybody else is doing. <laughs> weird. Crazy, crazy.
7: Um, which happened while I was just learning how to basically use the tool. So to get to the question, I'm curious to know if you have a specific Snapchat content strategy. Are you strategy. wearing a
0: Snapchat t-shirt?
7: I am. Jeez. Amazing. And I cannot tell you, I have literally had probably, I'm, I'm gonna guess here, maybe 30 people that have connected with me as a result of just wearing this t-shirt. Did sure,
0: they, the screen, yeah.
7: Yeah. Um, but I'm curious to know if you've got a specific content strategy for Snapchat. Yes. Outside of just providing value, like, is it like do you try to have a frequency there? Is, there? is there something specific that you're trying to go for? No.
0: I use it where I know that something else can't do it. So on days I'm doing daily v and I do D rocks there, I don't have to document as much because I know that's taking care of it. But when I'm traveling like I am right now, I'll do it more. But what it's really there for, and I wonder if Anchor is going to do this for me as well, is it allows me to not lose the 80,000 things I wanted to tell all of you over the last seven years that I didn't because I didn't put it in Twitter form, I didn't put it in YouTube form, but Snapchat, like yesterday's Snapchat secret rant. Brought a lot of value to a lot of people. I got hundreds of emails, right? And so, that wouldn't have happened without Snapchat. I wouldn't have done that in Twitter form. So, I'm using it for when I feel that there's no other outlet for it, but there's no direct strategy, like I'm gonna post seven times a day at these time zones because my, my you know, users are in China and here in the U.S. Like, I don't do that because that, again, is good and you can do that and people should do that and it's a, fine, it's just not what I do.
7: Do you think it's possible? And I know I'm going to. I'm assuming yes. the answer here. Yes, I definitely you think, think it's, it's possible. Do you think it's possible to snap too much?
0: If it's good, no. If it's not, yes. People will watch a four-hour movie if it's great. Nobody's gone there, and they're wrong. I might make one just to prove it. And they will get out of a six-second vine two seconds in if it sucks. People are always trying to look for Gary. What are the nine rules of a good snap, guys? It's value. If you're great, I can fucking stream twenty four hours a day and pull it off because I got a lot of value. Really, but probably I'd run out too, right? Like, it just comes down to how much value can you bring to the audience. Thank you. You're welcome. Three.
4: I actually appreciate it when you swear. Thanks, man. <laughs> so uh, my name is Miles Benford. Um, I want to talk to the investor side of you for a second. Okay. Um, oh, please wrap up. You okay. mentioned uh, the market correction that's happening. Hold <laughs> on, oh, oh, let venture me take a picture. Of this. this is
0: pretty funny. What? Go ahead, yeah, venture yeah. side of me.
4: Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. So you you mentioned uh, the correction that's kind of happening at the uh, the venture end. So yes. Coming up here, uh, what is your take on what's happening and the fundraising side of things? And for a serial startup entrepreneur, entrepreneur trying to raise funds, uh, do you think it's going to be hard to raise funds as a startup yes. or later on? Yes. Definitely.
0: I think I think it's um, I think that the market is in a place where.
7: Where's the market, Gary?
0: The market's in a place where every entrepreneur is getting exposed because money's getting harder, yeah. and so if you're good enough, you'll raise money. But if you're not, you won't as easily. Okay. You're welcome. Okay. You know, so what, whether it's a SaaS tech product or a product, okay. or if it's just you, Johnny, sure. it, it doesn't matter what it is. Their money's drying up because the supply and demand is off-kilter.
4: Okay.
0: Yep. Awesome. Thanks, man. Two.
1: Hi, Gary. Hi. My name is Roberta Ross hey, and Roberta. thank you That's very Roberta. much for your message. Do you love it's, it? It's a gift to the world. It really is. To the world. Yes, to okay. the world. <laughs> One audience at a time. That's right. Go ahead. Um, my only exposure to you before this was an interview you did of Seth Godin. So I hadn't heard your story. And um, did you feel like I was interrupting? Although quarter Russian, was it, so we have that.
0: Was that on my show or
1: something? It within? was on yours. Yes. And did you feel like I was? promoted and I, it. And I was interrupting him too much. You were interrupting him a lot. Yes. Yeah. But in a good way. Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for figuring me out.
0: Even some of my own fans didn't. I'm very mad at you.
1: Okay. Go ahead. So. Um, I feel like your message is something that I've been on the path of. I've been an entrepreneur for over 20 years, I've been a business coach. And I've been taking people on this journey, helping them recognize their value, make more money and be happy. And so the big hook f- for people that I feel like that to get their attention is, I, my, my, my brand is Six Figure Real Estate Coach, that's hey. the name of my company. And I coach a lot of real estate agents and solopreneurs. And so I know that they want to make more money. So I do that for them to get that attention. And, and it's then not, you trick them. It's not a bait and switch. It's but not it a is. bait and switch. I it's, love it, I do it too. It's a bait and add. My entire personality is a bait and switch. Okay, maybe, maybe this might be moot. But I was interested in your opinion because I've struggled a little bit with the Because brand. the name is so, cr- yeah, because like, I think you're a spam bot. Uh, that I'm a spam bot? Yes. Because anybody's brand that's six
0: figure or seven figure this, I think is crap. Okay. But, but, uh-huh. a lot, 40% of people hate me the first time they ever consume me, so I'm hearing you and saying,
1: ooh, I like that, I see what she's doing, that's what I do. So, great, because when I first heard you, yes. I was like, "Yeah, he's not a jerk. it, not yeah. it. Yeah. And then I listened more. Think about how great Seth this is, was we both felt you. the same <laughs> way about each Isn't other. Isn't that so interesting? <laughs> See, we just got to not prejudge, right? We have a a, a deeper bond. So maybe then I don't need to do anything. So there's a part of me that even though I'm letting go of that transactional... Approach yes, and I'm just putting stuff out there. I just want to lift people up I want them to recognize you're their talking value. about your actual
0: so you're saying now I'm giving good advice some people used to come in and have to pay for some of that But now I'm putting it out there. Well as a coach
1: They have to pay for it if of they course. want one one-on-one that's right. attention. Yep. but yes, yeah, so I'm just putting it out there you should. Even like I have people posting things. I'm like don't ask for anything. They even say go like my Facebook yep. page I'm like don't even put that on yeah now. So, my question is I, I have a hard time letting go of the brand because I know that it's your it identity? Attention. It's not really mine. I mean, I, I well, I've it invested is. six years into it. Yeah. But it's, um, it still you, gets there, Like, I'm afraid you, to let it go because I want to make because sure. That, it,
0: because it's working. Yes. Because you're bottom feeding. <laughs>
1: Well, actually, I feel like because I'm speaking from the heart and I want other people to... No, because you're speaking to a vanity that many people want. That's what you're speaking to, darling. Well, I'm referring not to the brand, I'm referring to the message. No, no, The message when when I'm I'm a speaker and when I speak.
0: You're saying that I don't feel great about myself in how I get them in the door, but once I get them in the door, I feel great.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's probably true.
0: It is true. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, Everybody knows saying. it. So let's <laughs>
1: let's get it grounded. Okay. Okay. Now so, the question becomes. So the question is, um, my. I are feel you hoping?
0: I am are you let me ask you a question? Are you hoping that by putting out good content, that that might become the gateway drug instead of the brand?
1: I feel like. The shift in me and what I'm putting out is attracting the people that I want to work with. More and more and more. Because
0: you were getting a different kind of person before.
1: More of a range. No, no, not more range.
0: You were getting people that were attracted to six-figure real estate coach because people that are attracted to the brand six-figure real estate coach are the people that don't want to do anything that is real and
1: they want shortcuts to get to six figures. So you, that, that's my, so my question is, I guess I have your no. opinion, but should I change it even though? That's not,
0: that's not my thing to say. We all know that you want to change it. My thing is you should change it for a couple of months. You can always go back to it. How you make your money matters more than how much you make to me. And it, yes. by the way, and by the way, I like that. it does not have to do you. I have no interest in judging you. You have to judge you. But I know anybody who ever asks me that question wants to be on this side of the equation. Because there's plenty of six-figure other things that don't want to ask the question. Got it? Yes. I know you do.
1: Yes, thank you. And, and one more question. Yes. I've been doing that was so c- profound. I thought that was that a was, good place to end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now you're gonna ask like how many
1: characters should I use in a tweet? No. It was so perfect, but I'm just kidding. Go well, ahead. What I do want to get a picture. Oh yes, you could do that. And I've been interviewing people for about six years for a series I do and I would love to interview you. I'm shaming you in front of all these people. Well the good news is you're not shaming me because what you're <laughs> asking for is a very valuable asset which is the brand association and right now time
0: is a problem for me. But if you stay very hardcore and keep persisting, I do buckle under most circumstances. Okay. (laughs) I'm gonna do the book signing. Uh, Listen, I've got a full hour to do either book signing or selfie, you pick. Thank you very much, Icon.